0: If you were born between 1969 and 1984, you are a part of the 65 million Gen Xers. And you've just found your new family. Welcome to the Carolina Underground. Gen X perspectives on rapidly changing technology, history, media, politics. How they come together and influence every aspect of daily life. The world we were raised in has ceased to to exist, but we haven't. Let's do it. Welcome to the Carolina Underground. Now your hosts, Mark and Mike.
1: Yo, 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 we're back again here on the Carolina Underground.
2: What is happening, Mike? How are you this evening?
1: I'm doing pretty good. I'm kind of excited for tomorrow.
2: Outstanding. What you got going tomorrow?
1: Well, that usurper gets my crown. Oh, yeah? Yeah, you know, I was in line to marry Liz after Prince Philip died, but... Oh, I got you. He stood in the way. That rat right. <laughs> 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 Well... Now you know, I'm an Anglophile. I enjoy that. that I mean, that's that's something that uh you don't see very often and that's uh something that has been continuous for or the monarchy there has been continuous for over a thousand years. So I mean that's oh yeah. That's something special. Well there are a that's lot of true. people don't I know a lot of people over there don't like the monarchy, but uh, or don't understand how it applies today, but I think it, I think uh, I read a number one time that said um, that the monarchy brings in more money for tourism than anything else in the United Kingdom, which
2: I believe. And again, it's one of those things that uh, I mean, they still, uh, as I understand it, they still have the power. The traditional power of the monarchy, but they have chosen not to use it since you know the uh, you know since I, I don't actually know enough to to be able to speak right, intelligently right. on it. But they've it, modern what we consider modern times.
1: Well, you know, and so. there's another there's actually funny enough there's a movie called King Charles the mm-hmm. Third that came out um, several years ago. Of course, Queen Elizabeth was still alive at that point, but it goes into the point to where something's going on. That it's brought to the king that it's not in the best interest of the people. The politicians won't listen, and so the king exercised his God-given, anointed right to disband Parliament and send everybody home. And then, of course, it got him um, dethroned as they put William in his place and. Mm-hmm. all of that but um it was it kind of interesting but you know a lot of people think they're just figureheads but you're right they do still have tremendous power and mm-hmm. um they just choose not to you know that's got to be hard to just know that at the snap of your fingers you could have anything you want but it's like you refrain from even discussing politics anywhere in mm-hmm. the public sphere for the mm-hmm not wanting to look like you're trying to influence one way or the other.
2: Well, it's, it's I think, deeper than that is is that, you know, traditionally monarchs uh, have been killed in relatively mm-hmm. horrific fashion if they become unpopular. So, you know, letting elected members of, of parliament make the decisions, especially the unpopular ones, uh, goes... A long way to keeping your head firmly affixed to your shoulders via your neck.
1: Well, just so, ask one of Charles's precursors for his namesake, Charles the First, who ended up exactly. getting mm-hmm. decapitated, and then the you had Oliver Cromwell, and then then their return of the monarchy with Charles II. Second.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: Exactly. So, you know, I guess it's a, I mean, as a strategy goes, you know, keeping keeping yourself breathing and, and, and not beheaded is a good one, in my opinion.
1: Well, I mean, you know, that that's better than the alternative.
2: Right. Exactly. Exactly. Now, I mean, again, it would be, you know, it's a nice thing to, it's a nice thing to imagine a world where leadership does not feel like they are so far removed and so far above their citizenry, that in that event of a uh, law or set of laws that were going to be counterproductive to the people, that a, mm-hmm. that a monarch would step in and make those decisions and do that stuff. Now, it would still probably likely wind up with their head on a pike, but, you know, one would like to believe that there are still some uh, some some leaders out there that aren't So corrupt that you, you know, so crooked that they, you know, they cast a shadow that looks like a lightning bolt, you know.
1: Right, and and, you know it's true, but you know you have the. It's just amazing to me the continuity of something that has been able to carry on a tradition. I mean, this is a tradition that's older than our entire country.
2: Oh, absolutely, quite a
1: bit old. We can't even keep a building for fifty or sixty years without tearing it down and building a new one.
2: Oh, I know, I know,
1: but uh, yeah, I, I'm just an Anglophile. Always has, been. of course, you know, my favorite time of time period in the world would mm-hmm. probably have been in the Edwardian era. You know, the early 1900s up to after, up to World War One, when the Union Jack still flew in all four corners. Mm-hmm. Um, the Middle East still had Persia and all those other wonderful places that I've read about in books with Agatha from Agatha Christie on. And, you know, and that's one reason why I don't do a lot of, um, overseas travel is because simply put the places that I want to see don't really exist anymore.
2: Well, there's truth to that. But again, you have to look back. This is one of the things about looking at, you know, and looking at history through a modern lens, you know, the, uh, you know, colonialism was how everybody operated France, Spain, mm-hmm. England, you know, uh, you know, Denmark, all of the all of the all of the countries that you know, and, you know, Portugal. I mean basically name every the every old country you can think in the old world was expanding their reach and their empire through colonialism, which you know, you'd show up, you'd go, Oh, you people don't know how to live right, you'd wreck the culture, put mm-hmm. your own culture in place it's what happened in South America, it's what happened in the you know, in, in the you know, in, in with the United States. It right. happened in India, it happened everywhere they went, China, okay. Well I mean and, and then course, and
1: then after we fought for our independence, then we brought our own spin to it right. and did American imperialism in the name of spreading exactly. democracy.
2: Exactly. So yeah, we put a different label on it and you know, for a while it was done. Uh, well, the attempt was made, I guess, to do it through both both military force and through uh, diplomacy and, mm-hmm. and finance, but uh, that, of course, has failed miserably. Uh, and and of course, we've you know it, it we we've become a you know a hated country in many in many uh, areas. And I mean, again, the, the the country that a lot of folks will tell you they are most afraid of is the United States. Uh, because we do, you know, shriek that battle cry of defending democracy and then go in and perform the exact same kind of colonialism that we
1: Say uh, that we're fighting against. Exactly. I I saw something interesting today. Um, Don't know, are you a Star Wars fan?
2: No, of course. Well, you know,
1: this is Revenge of the Fifth. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, right. Somebody had posted, I can't remember if it was on Instagram or TikTok, but this. I think it is the speech um, in uh, Revenge of the Sith, the prequel, the third prequel. So episode three, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where the Emperor is declaring the first empire, yada, 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 the Jedi are killing everybody, you know, the enemies. Right. Mm-hmm. And Padme's looking there, and she says, this is how democ- uh, liberty dies in, a, in rowdy and applause. Right. Well, somebody has taken that clip and dubbed in Joe Biden giving the speech as the emperor. Oh. <laughs> and that is undoubtedly the funniest thing I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> I laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed about that.
2: And, of course, I'll you know,
1: I'll send you a link to it when we get offline. It, um, I've got it. I think I sat bookmarked it or at least saved it. But, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, of course, you know, I have been traveling since last Friday, a galaxy far, far away. Mm-hmm. They released the new um, Star Wars game, uh, Jedi Survivor. Right. And I have been playing that, and, you know, my mind is sharp as a sharp as a tack and strong as a bear trap okay but i just can't sit there and play that game for as long as i used to be able to could and then i get mad because my fingers don't react as quickly as my brain wants them to and so then i end up i'm on my like my eighth controller i keep breaking uh, them in half you know they have little circuit boards in them when you crush them
2: yes i, I was aware of that but uh, go ahead
1: i'm on number eight
2: Okay.
1: All from this one game where I just get mad and crack them and break them in half. <laughs> it's true.
2: I I believe you. I do indeed. I, uh, you know, I, I I don't, I'm not a big, you know, when, again, I got a little, I got a few years on you, so video uh-huh. games for me were played in the video game arcade, okay, yep, yep. and you either had to have a friend that worked there, or you had to have very deep pockets for quarters. Exactly. Right, some kind of system.
1: And, or a grandfather uh, so, that had uh, a vending machine at his company right. and you got to go clean it out from time to time yep yep
2: yep because it uh you you weren't gonna you know you didn't you were spending quite a bit of money
1: oh yeah thing, well you, now so. you're spending quite a bit of money I think that game was like a hundred dollars like 90 some bucks. Mm-hmm. And yep. uh, not to mention the system, we're uh, playing, I think, PlayStation 5, so you figure if you get all the a little extra lollies that they dangle in front of you, and obviously, who don't want all the extra stuff? I mean, we're Americans. Sure. Super yeah, sizes. Right. Give me all the fries. Let me pay $10 for an order of fries that fits in a small fry container. You just make the container look better.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But, yeah. Um, and-
2: you realize that three that the nine hundred dollars is of course three thousand six hundred quarters, but just to, to bring that up. Go well, ahead.
1: I haven't seen in its defense. I have not seen this one in the arcade yet. So
2: no, I got you. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, that was but that was the other thing. Again, in in that time frame. You know, p- going to play video games was a legitimate social event, meaning it you was interacted with people face to face, in yep. contact, in person.
1: Well, and you would and, meet your friends like our right. in our town. We the the closest really arcade was like at a putt putt place. Yep, and so you would go there on Friday nights if you did, well if, when you were younger, when you were in high school, you'd go to the football game or whatever happened to be on you know that weekend or whatever but you know you would meet your friends and then you'd go crash at one another's house and play in the woods and get all muddy and nasty and give your mama a heart attack when you come back and knowing that you're not allergic to poison ivy but she is and so she's handling your dirty clothes and then she gets covered in poison ivy and then threatens to cut your head off if you go back in the woods again Mm. that may or may not have happened to me i may not be speaking from personal experience
2: i can understand that but we <laughs> need to maintain plausible deniability so that, that is correct
1: that. and you know the well, weather here lately has been amazing i'm not even broadcasting in the replica bat cave tonight mm. i've up and listening to the birds sing and the breeze this is if this temperature or weather here this is one of my favorite. This and the fall are my favorite times of year, particularly just like this, right after the thunderstorms have come through. It don't, doesn't even get out of the sixties during the day, and it gets down into the forty low mid forties at night. That hmm. is absolutely perfect.
2: Well, uh, they, there are sections of the globe where that's you know the norm. I mean, down here though, the norm is you you know you're going to have. You know, winter from uh, about midnight to 6 a.m. Then you're going to have spring from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. You're going to have summer from 10 a.m. to about three, and then fall from uh, from uh, you know 3 p.m. to well, that is whatever. until
1: July, yeah. and then it's knocking on the gates of hell.
2: Well, yeah, I mean normally, you know, this is a cooler this is a cooler year than we've had in in quite a while. I
1: guess we haven't released as much. Carbon dioxide in the air to make it warmer this year.
2: Well, and you know the fact, of course, is that you know that 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 the primary driver, scientifically speaking, of the climate on the Earth is the sun, and the sun is going through. A period where it is not you know there's not as much sunspot activity meaning it's not throwing as much radiation at the earth as it normally does which is going to cause a, a global cooling effect but of course if you talk to the uh, climate uh, cl- the climate cultists about the whole thing then their argument for that is that you know it doesn't really matter if it's getting warmer if it's getting colder that the interaction of humanity causes more severe climate change. Now, according to the geologic record and all the core samples they've done on the ice and stuff like that, there's mm-hmm. it, it, that's absolute pure bullshit of the highest order because there is no evidence of anything becoming more severe. But that is a religion. It is a secular religion that these people believe as articles of faith. So, you know, you can't really discuss it with them because they tend to lose their minds. But um,
1: They tend to lose their minds on a lot of silly stuff.
2: Well, you know, again, it's one of those things where I'm open to... I'm open to the suggestion that it is possible that interaction with human the human interaction does impact the climate. Mm-hmm. Right? And I do believe in a, in a, at a microcosm level, it does, okay? But I mean, it's the same kind of thing as a, as a beaver dam changes the climate right okay? But at the same time that beaver dam, is not going to cause, you know, hurricanes to erupt in places that they don't erupt, you know, you're in in things of that nature. So it's it's just kind of, I don't know if it's arrogance at the impact that human beings have on the environment, mm-hmm. or if it's, or, or well, primarily it's fear, uncertainty, and discontent as a right. control measure. But um, you know, nonetheless, it's. Uh, you know, it it is something that is definitely here, and and something we have to deal with. But you know, I, I, I gotta say, I I just keep hoping that we eventually are going to return to a you know some sort of sanity where we can actually talk about the stuff that we wanted to talk about in the first place, which was weird stuff.
0: Right. You know, right. For
2: example. Uh, since the last time we talked, I believe, I was looking and they actually have seen and gotten video footage of the Brown Mountain Lights. Oh, awesome. And the response was, was, they were watching it, was, what in the world is that? So, it's back to a point of the, now, one of the things that I'd like to do is find out when, you know, if there's any any uh, weather uh or time of year mm-hmm. type things when when these things are more common and and i'd love to go well i didn't see, I, see I think we
1: and the talk that we had before didn't we uh, suss out that um normally the fall is normally when it's seen the more when it was used to be seen the most
2: i think so um but again we still need to we need to do we still need to go through and, and talk about our our uh, woolly booger investigation kit that we're going to put together to go right. things out, how we're going to do that. But I mean, again, you still have way too many, um, too, way too many people being crazy. I mean, we had, uh, shootings in Atlanta, uh, another, again, it's the same thing where we uh, had a
1: former Marine choke out a homeless per crazy homeless person in New York.
2: Right. And there's a lot of history behind that. That apparently the man was, you know. Now, granted, in both of these cases, well, the most common thing amongst the uh, the most the, the the common four things amongst um, all the uh, mass shooters in the United States mm-hmm. is number one, they're on a FBI watch list. Number two, they have some sort of mental illness. Uh, and as a result, they're on, you know, which is number three, they're on some form of site psych- or yeah, they're on some form of psychoactive medication, mm-hmm. uh, number they they uh, let's see, they obtain their weapons legally. Uh, and there, and lastly, they're, they're almost all, uh, liberals on the Democrat side of the, or the Democrat party. So those are the commonalities among almost all of them,
1: mm-hmm. you
2: know? And, um, you know, it's one of those that we need to really start. That's the whole problem. We really need to address the hypocrisy and stop, you know, the whole pot calling the kettle black thing. I mean, it's it's one of those things, you know, my typical stance is I don't even care if the rules are unfair as long as the rules don't change every time I win. Right? You know what I mean? So, yeah, I'll I'll accept a stacked deck, but you can't change the way you stack the deck to change the outcome. Exactly. And that's the problem we run into.
1: Well, we had another one, uh, another interesting situation. You know, Jeffrey Hinton left Google recently. Uh Uh, Of course, he is the godfather of AI, who was all in four of it while he was there working on it. And now, miraculously, since it's already been built and it's kind of lightning's been taken out of the bottle, so to speak, now he wants to warn and chastise about the dangers of artificial intelligence.
2: Well, again, the with with the genie being out of the bottle, it is only a matter of time before some. I mean, again, you look at uh, you you can look at every technological advance. And there's always been an upside and a downside because, again, a tool is a tool. Right. right? I mean, again, a sword in and of itself has never killed anybody. You set a sword on a table and it's just going to stay on that table until somebody picks it up and wields it. Right. Okay. So, all tools are still subject to the fallibilities of humanity. and. Human beings are a we tend you know in mass we tend to be you know violent uh, self-serving critters and things of that nature. So it's it's only a matter of time before somebody does something that explores the depth of how dangerous that can actually be. But mm-hmm. again, my my you know as, as many times as Bill Gates has been quoted and and taped and been heard to speak about, you know, cutting, you know, 75% or more of the population, taking us from the estimated 8 billion that we have now down to 500 million or so, um, anything that makes Bill Gates excited scares me to death because that man is, is just bent on depopulating the planet.
1: Well, and yeah, I kind of agree with that. I have never been a Bill Gates fan. Well,
2: hmm. really he's slimy. I mean, I'm sorry. He's just a. But I mean, he he is absolutely everything that you. I mean, that you think of when you think of Simon Legree, except he doesn't have the curly mustache.
1: Mm, you're right. So you are very right. I read an interesting article. Maybe you can speak to this, more so intelligently than I can. Mm. Um, they are talking about the recent spate of. U.S. Navy nuclear submarines being spotted more prominently at different ports and announced that they're going to be places when it kind of used to be the Navy's silent service where you really didn't want to know where they're at, and now they're popping up everywhere.
2: Well, you know, the thing about the silent service is, yeah, in, in, in World War II, when we did not have a ring of satellites around the globe, And we didn't have helicopters, and we didn't have drones.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, You really, the only thing, the only way that you could determine if there was a submarine under the water was if you hit it, uh, or if you heard it, or if you saw it with your eyes. Now, then, of course, we developed sonar. The sonar, of course, can be tricked by hiding under a thermal layer. Mm -hmm. Okay? But with satellites, you can put filters on where you can, you know, see right straight through the, the you know, the, the pollen, or not pollen blooms, but the um, algae blooms and stuff that are at the surface of the water, and you can mm-hmm. see what's underneath there, and you'll see a shadow. But it's pretty easy to tell from those shadows whether it's biological or if it's submarine. So, while you may not know if that is a United States or a Soviet or a Chinese submarine, you know it's not a biological because of the way it moves. For example,
1: right, they right.
2: come up for air. Right, okay? right. Um, so, and, of course, you can then also look at the heat signatures and do infrared and all of that stuff. So, they're not as secret as they once were. Okay, now so no it's not like the
1: hunt for Red October ish where you got Jonesy listening there and can tell you which humpback whales passing no, by the, at the time.
2: No, yeah, on the on the submarine, it absolutely is. Oh wow! And on the submarine again, you don't have windows because they, you know, they would crush at the depths that you're at. Right, right. And so you, you, but it absolutely is that way. You were sitting. That's that's how you see if you will, uh, in a submarine is via sonar. And so that is absolutely the way it is. But I'm talking about from a surface warfare perspective. I got you. Um, From a submarine warfare perspective, absolutely nothing has changed in that regard. Um, But, you know, from a surface warfare perspective, it is much easier now to, they're, they're, they're much more, submarines are far more vulnerable now than they were uh, you know, even 10 years ago. Back when it was the U-boats
1: and they ruled the Atlantic.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, but it's, it again, when you're doing that sort of thing, you know, it's it's blustering when you're mm-hmm. moving them into ports and telling people where they're going to be. It's blustering, it's chest-pounding, saber-rattling, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, and the, the the sad thing is that our nation's leadership has sold us so far down the river to line their own pockets and satisfy their own greed. Mm -hmm. um, We really don't have the economic might to um, enforce our willpower and our, our resources or choices upon the world stage anymore. The only thing we got left is the largest military on the planet. And so that's what's happening. Again, we're, you know, I think we're finally reaching a point where the the United States leadership is waking up to the fact that we have squandered every advantage that we, that we had. Right. Every advantage that we had leaving World War II and with our subsequent technological leapfrogs and advancements that we had over the rest of the world, we've squandered all of those. Or they have squandered them. Okay, we Mm -hmm. the citizenry have not, but they the leadership of the nation have. And um, I I think that's starting to become apparent, either that or it's just a huge con that they've got worked out with Russia and China uh, and the uh, and and all of the other globalist folks, Um, you know, which it's hard. You know, I don't have enough information to be able to weigh in on that. But, um, you know, they they. Well, that's one of the things. Actually, you know what? I was watching something. Here's something that I think you might find interesting. I was watching okay. something a while ago. They were talking about about aliens.
1: Oh, I like and aliens.
2: It, yeah, and they mentioned the fact that, you know, they they're the, the whole premise of this particular show was that the um leaderships of the nations are um already in contact with aliens, and the aliens are giving us their marching orders because they're sufficiently technologically advanced they could wipe us out, and it's the aliens that are saying, "Nope, don't introduce us to the um, general public as of yet because humanity's not ready. And I got to thinking, you know, if if uh, if the rest of the world leadership is anything like the Bidens and the Harrises and mm-hmm. a bunch of nitwits, we got you know the Pelosi's, the McConnell's, and that bunch of nitwits. No wonder they think humanity's not ready because those are a bunch of idiots,
1: right? And a bunch of self-serving idiots.
2: With, yeah, absolutely. So you know. And that's kind of the thought process I have is if that is if that's the best sampling they got, no wonder they go out and, and you know, the only people that see them are outside of the people in Washington or, uh, you know, in trailer parks, you know, uh-huh. kids in trailer. Well, parks. And, you know,
1: that's that's interesting that you brought that up because, you know, after my number one favorite show, The Curse of Oak Island.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: there is a second show that comes on called the curse of skinwalker ranch
2: oh ah, yes 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 Go ahead. and so
1: this week's episode was it this week or was it last week can't remember which one I think it was last week's last week's episode they did a geometric pattern of drones i think it was like two or three hundred yep. drones in a square pattern
2: mm-hmm. i did see that mm-hmm.
1: and there was the Formation to where the drones just failed all and it looked you could see and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, they at the same time were launching rockets. Uh Okay. They launched one of the rockets and uh, in the area to where they're all they always are claiming that something is going to be, the rocket explodes Mm -hmm. and the high, uh, not the high, the high, uh, they're quick, you know, where it shoots a lot of pictures yeah, at one time. High speed. High speed camera. High speed. Mm-hmm. They went and started looking back at this footage, and for that few seconds to where it was bursting in the air, there was, <clears throat> excuse me, an object illuminated exactly in the area to where they keep getting these anomalies over this one certain area at Skinwalker Ranch.
0: Mm-hmm,
1: hmm And it just kind of, you know, it's you have these all these people that go out there, and granted it is a tv show so you got to take it with a grain of salt but when you have people that sure. go out there that do stuff like these drones and stuff for a living these are people that put on like shows that like halftime events oh, race yeah. you know nascar races stuff like that these people know what they're doing sure. they just don't come out and say oh well i had 300 drones go offline at the same time that just doesn't happen <laughs> Right. It just doesn't work like that. They create their own network. It's not like they're dependent on Spectrum's Wi-Fi and their inability to pipe Internet for a full 15 minutes or anything else. You know, they create their own network while they're out there. So it's sure. not like they're being hacked or anything like that because it is a totally private network. Sure. And I just find that amazing. So, you know, you just kind of take it with a grain of salt, and then, you know, coinciding with what we had talked about by seeing the brown mountain lights are showing up again. Uh-huh. Um, the uh, the drilling stuff, you know, they were doing test drilling into the Mesa, and they were coming back with metal flakes, right?
0: Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
1: They tested these metal flakes. This is not a natural metal. Now, this is three, like 30 or 40, 50-foot Underground, right. and this is the same metal components and stuff they used to cover the space shuttle and tiles with, and metals they used to build space shuttles with. So, you're telling me that the whatever Indian tribe on the ground at that point in time was launching satellites and rockets to space and then buried their rocket ships so couldn't nobody find them?
2: Oh, yeah. Well, and again, that's one of the, historically, you know, there's always been information out there that has been suppressed by leadership because, number one, they don't know how to explain it in some cases, mm-hmm. and number two, if people knew, if people had free access to information, they would be much, the, the more access to free information that people have, the less Easily, they can be controlled and manipulated, and you know that that's why it's so important that um, you know that, that that Google and the other tech monopolies are you know solidly in the back pocket of mm-hmm. the existing leadership in the world. Uh, but it, at any rate, again, so the uh, it, the American Indians, the uh, Irish, the you know all of, a lot of the ancient civilizations. Their earliest records indicate that there were giants living among us. Now, again, right. you, you got to remember that 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 back in those days, you know, the a, a tall man was about five five. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but again, there were skeletons and bones of people that were eleven feet tall were found in have been found in the uh, in the deserts. Uh, in New Mexico and, and Nevada and those areas uh-huh. and in other parts of the world as well. So instead of investigating these things, to, you know, they displayed them for a little bit of time and then they destroyed them. And off they went. You know, so But they did exist. And so there are, you know, and, and again, you've got, there are, there are strange things that we don't understand. There's thing, you know, I've got a friend that fully believes that we are in a dome. He fully believes that gravity could not possibly hold the layer of atmosphere that we have. Have you been here. talking
1: to my wife?
2: Because no, that's what she not. says
1: about the flat earth is way under an upside down fishbowl. Oh, boat.
2: yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Now, again, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter to me. We can, we can, you know, the, the Native Americans said we were on the back of a turtle. I really don't care. If we're on the back of a turtle, that's just perfectly fine with me as long as that son of a gun just keeps on doing what he's doing. I'm not likely to leave the earth anytime soon, so it doesn't really matter. Right. And even if I were going to leave the earth soon, it doesn't really matter as long as, it, uh, as long as I could figure out where the opening was so that I didn't didn't uh you know run into anything i didn't want to run into
1: exactly exactly yeah i am of the th- you know i've I'm, I'm, i talk about not liking television and i swear i really don't watch a lot of television <laughs> <laughs> but there are certain shows that pique my interest and one of them was the ancient aliens show sure and you know I don't watch it when it comes on but I'll pick it up you know like if it's on Netflix or Amazon Prime or something like that grab an episode here or there if the title catches my eye but um, you know some of the, I'm one of the ones that I firmly believe that yes aliens were here I think they're still here because I think that we are proof that they're still that that they were here
2: Mm-hmm. Well, and it, it is entirely possible, and I don't discount it. The one, the one argument that I have with the Ancient Aliens show is that they attribute absolutely everything to ancient aliens, and 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 as human beings, we know we're a relatively clever species, right? We really, truly are. So you know, it, it's it. You, I don't think you can attribute everything to ancient aliens. I don't I don't discount it. Sort of similar to the whole flat earth mythology. Mm-hmm. I, I don't discount it offhand and I listen to the arguments. Most of the arguments on flat Earth in my opinion anyway are, are just primarily people that don't really have a, a, a great grasp of mathematics uh or physics. Well it, I tried you know.
1: to tell my wife that if when I fly to the UK
0: mm-hmm
1: the plane don't head straight out through the Atlantic. Right. You fly over the top of the earth, over right. the arc, and come down over Scotland when you come into the UK because <laughs> going over the curvature of the earth is actually a shorter distance than going right the other way. Right. And she says, well, that's just a hoax. You're not really doing that. And I'm like, well, no, if you have a compass, you're actually going north. You're not going. Mm-hmm.
2: No, I got you. Well, and of course, there's argument. They have their arguments for that. And again, that's one of those things where I, I try to, you know, on, on those sorts of things, I really try not to get involved in the argument. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, at the end of the argument, even, you know, even if you win the argument, what have you really accomplished? And the answer is nothing.
1: Right, right.
2: So, I mean, it really, again, unless I'm planning to circumnavigate the globe it doesn't matter if it's a globe or a disk now if i'm planning to circumnavigate the disk versus the globe then of course it matters then too but i'm not planning to do either and so i'm happy to let them believe and do their research and everything like that and and again somebody's wrong okay but i and i like to believe that it's the flat earth folks that are wrong <laughs>
1: but and it of course, really they like matter. to believe that it's everybody else that's wrong.
2: Absolutely, and I mean again, that's always the thing. Again, you know, and the, of course, some of the arguments, like you know, the well, it, I won't go into all the stuff, but about you know the size of the moon and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's uh, you know, it, it you know, it it's that's a misunderstanding of mathematics and how light works and things of that nature. But it's it's not something I'm going to waste my time arguing about uh... you know one of these days it's you know i already think it has been proven but you know i, I understand their uh... trepidation over things you know it's like some of the nasa things mm-hmm. that have been shown but it doesn't matter um, you know uh... one of the other things that we uh... run into frequently is 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 of course the uh... Um, oh it just slipped my mind but we, you know, well, back to the original topic then, what we were, you know, in, in discussing this, it, I don't think we can, you know, maybe there are aliens, maybe there are not aliens. It could entirely be possible that, uh, you know, again, all of the ancient races talk about the ones that came before. In some cases, they call them the shining ones. In some cases, right. they call them the golden ones. Mm-hmm. Okay. And... You know, So it's entirely possible well, that these same people, that there were people, they may have been humanoids. Heck, they could have been lizards. They might mm-hmm. have come from the earth. They might still be on the earth. And, again, there's tremendous amount of evidence of underground structures where uh-huh. people went at the end of the Younger Dryas when we had the worldwide calamity.
1: Well, so, and then you have you the, the something like the text, like the, uh, that Indian text that talks about the Vamanas, Yes. And stuff like that. And I mean, you're talking, that's awful detailed information. Yep. For mm-hmm. a, at that time, would ha, as the we would be led to believe that at that time, you know, there wasn't a lot of stuff going on. And that definitely wasn't some of the technology that was going on that we have been taught throughout history and sure all of that. So it just kind of oh, yeah. makes you go, hmm
2: i mean they've got that iron uh that iron pillar out there that still has not rusted to this day and it's older i mean it's it's far older than the united states
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know um, and then i mean things of that nature they've got uh, some of the most incredibly constructed uh, temples that have earthquake um the uh, the, the the ability to survive very large earthquakes built into their structure and utilize a um, cement or a mortar that is stronger than anything that we can make today
1: mm-hmm. uh, so or even again, the ones that are the talk- cut lines where they're just perfect right.
2: new well and you talk about the Vimanas. Uh, the intriguing thing about that is yeah these are extremely detailed and, oh, by the way, if you, as an engineer, read through them and build them according to the specifications stated in those texts, they fly, okay? Mm-hmm. So, you know, and it was only, you know, in the, in the uh, 20th century, in the, well, no, yeah, in the late 1800s, early 1900s, no, yeah, it was the early 1900s. It's when the, the when we were actually able to co- to conquer uh, heavier than air flight. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's it.
1: Well, and then you nice have the you. the Sakara bird, which they think wasn't a bird, but more like a glider as well, from ancient Egypt.
2: Right, right, right. Absolutely.
1: It's just the things. So. A lot of things we don't know. We got to get back on track with our woolly booger utility belt and get ready to get out there and put boots on the ground
2: i think you were absolutely correct sir
1: all right until we get there back next week that's the snout to the curly tail and everything in between and we'll catch you next week here on the carolina underground we gone
2: have a great weekend everybody
0: you've been listening to the carolina underground Our passion is to talk about technology, history, media, politics, and how it's all changed over the years and affects our daily life as Gen Xers. We hope you've enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, rate, and review, and we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on Twitter at CarolinaUND.com grnd hit the website at www.thecarolinaunderground.com and if you've got questions or comments send an email to info at thecarolinaunderground.com stay gen x strong see you next time on the carolina underground